0: Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to episode number 12 of the Double Doink, the podcast where Dave and I talk all thing wrestling. Wrestling. Now, we had a pretty busy week this past week. We had, of course, our regular five weekly shows, NXT UK, Friday Night Smackdown, Raw, Smackdown, uh, Raw, NXT, and uh, AEW. Yep. But we also had Full Gear over the weekend. I know. Big pay-per-view. Now, I have very extensive notes on AEW. Dave can see he's looking at our Google Doc that we share. And on desktop, it kind of breaks down by uh, pages. Yeah, It's about two and a half pages worth of notes and one page full of just the main event. So we're going to be doing quite a bit of AEW full year talk.
1: Yes. But that does not mean Wednesday went their way either.
0: No, I uh, will. We'll, we'll talk about it. that when we get there. Yes. But we got to start off with the NXT UK episode from November 7th. Uh, show started with uh, Joe coffee versus Tyson T bone. Uh, Coffee won by pinfall, hard hitting match, but uh, Coffee won with a spinning lariat. Which Joe Coffee's great. Oh yeah. yeah, he's he's an underrated talent, but he's still he's still really good.
1: I don't know if he's underrated. I just think right now he's underutilized because he's
0: underutilized because there's a lot of names. There's so in much UK stuff right going, now. Well,
1: it's just so much stuff going on with WWE. I yeah, mean, you have you have so much talent throughout all of their brands, and the fact that this NXT UK brand isn't put on like a weekly show. It's on their network. So yeah. you have to kind of search it out. Yeah. Is kind of what hurts talent UK. like Coffee, talent like the Mustache Mountains. But when you sit there and you're able to actually watch a match, Joe Coffee's talent alone comes oozing out of your television yeah. screen or your tablet or your yeah. phone, wherever exactly. you watch it.
0: Yeah. Uh, next match, we had Isla Dawn defeated Killer Kelly via pinfall with a bridging German. Quick match. Um, got down pretty quick. A uh, couple of matches that were announced for next week uh, Cassius Ono versus Tyler Bate. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a really, really good match. Yes, as, it is. as well as Ziya Brookside versus Kaylee Ray. I believe that is a non title bout.
1: I, I don't think it's for the title either. I think, it's, I just don't think, so. I think it's just
0: one of those things where they were having a backstage feud. Yeah. They had some words go back and forth, so this is what's going to go.
1: And your boys actually have a real name now. Yes. The Welsh Boys. The Welsh
0: Boys now are known as South Coast Subculture, which I think is a really, really good name for, for a couple of Welsh wrestlers considering uh, Mark Andrews is in a punk band called mm-hmm. Junior it's kind of like the subculture genre of music okay. so it's a south coast subculture because hey, south coast and then cool. exactly yeah and then flash morgan webster is uh he dresses up like uh what's his name um the movie i'm blanking on it um clockwork orange no 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 no, no, no. um get groovy baby oh austin powers yes he dresses up like austin powers okay When you
1: say English, the first thing that goes into my head is Clockwork Orange, because that's probably one of the best English movies ever made.
0: Touche. So they faced off against Grizzled Young Veterans. It ended in a double DQ, because outside the ring was a brawl between Gallus with Ilja Dragunov, who was actually invited to join Imperium. They had an outstage brawl, which kind of found its way into the ring, so that kind of just ended the match. Kind of no contest. contest. Yeah.
1: That's the right way to do an old contest by the way. Yeah,
0: and Ilja Dragunov and Alexander Wolf are scheduled to have a match next week. Good. So that'll be really good. Hard-hitting. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Because Ilja Dragunov is a small dude, but he can pack a punch. We saw that against
1: Cesaro. Exactly. He proved it in the one match in which, you know, we we always talk. Matches in which someone who lost still came out looking good, you know, Cesaro has done that with multiple talents. But that match, you and I both talked that week after that match. Ildra Dragonoff was a name we all need to keep a bookmark on because he was yeah. going to be somebody who's really going to start showing up wherever he went whether it was NXT or NXT UK or if he found his way to SmackDown or Raw.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on speaking of SmackDown, we're going to move on to SmackDown. Now we have a few points here, a uh, couple main main points. First one, which is probably the most important uh point, we have new tag team champions.
1: I know. I know. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of this move, but I know.
0: I would have rather they waited till after Survivor Series to do this because I think the revival in that triple threat tag match would have been better.
1: I think so, too. And I also feel like... um, How did, how did the New Day even earn this tag team championship match? Can you explain that to me, They please? earned it
0: because they are the New Day, essentially. All right. But no, 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 I'm not saying that's a good thing.
1: It's not. It's not I'm saying
0: it's they're the New Day. They're known as probably the best tag team in... WWE right now, they aren't the best, no. but they're seen as the best because they're the most popular. Yeah, They sell the most merchandise, so they just automatically just get stuck into the title picture, Well, and then they win it. So here's my thing,
1: is right now um, would be the perfect time with the fact that you have an injury
0: yes. to
1: Xavier Woods to give Big E a singles push. Yeah, because you just gave Kofi a singles push. This would be the perfect time for it. They don't need these tag team belts. You could have brought people back like the Usos or brought the Ascension. uh, There's numerous tag teams. I know the Colognes just asked for their release, and I think they were granted it because they're going back um, to run their father's promotion. But it's one of these things where you could have had – other teams eventually start going after the Revival, and you really want to know what would have helped this SmackDown tag team division? Not giving these titles to the New Day, having the Revival win that triple threat match. Yeah. That would have helped this tag team division.
0: The The only thing is, like, the only way they could do it is if they pin Re-Dragon, which I don't think Dragon is going to be involved in this pinfall. They are. You think they're going to get pinned by Heavy Machinery? Not Heavy Machinery, uh, Viking Raiders? No,
1: I think they're going to score the win over the, the New Day.
0: Oh, okay. I, well, yeah. I had, now
1: I had the SmackDown. T- I, I I had the SmackDown champions involved in the outcome in this. To me, it was going to be if you want to make SmackDown look strong, which those titles haven't looked strong for a very, very, no, very haven't. long time. You have
0: the, the revival. Last, the last time they look good is the last time that Usos had them. Correct. <clears throat> so you have
1: the revival go over Red Dragon because then you don't have the Raiders take a non nonsense fall at that point. True. If what's going on now. I mean, the only thing you could really do is make Redragon look, make NXT look like the most dangerous force in the world.
0: Which I think that's kind of the direction they're heading.
1: I think so too. I think they may lose one match. Uh, the Roddy I think they're going to
0: miss that, lose that match because I think that AJ will win that match. Yeah,
1: I think he'll end up winning it. Whether or not he, pins I think AJ is going to pin Shinsuke. Yeah, I think so too. To kind of re- rekindle maybe that rivalry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the perfect ideal time where you could have put the pinfall on Redragon. With the revival, yeah. and really made the revival title run almost get a little bit of
0: oomph. oomph. Yeah, a little bit. It's just min- something to was, something to like facelift it. Yeah,
1: it was missing it because it didn't. They didn't have any real competition, and it seemed like every time they went out there, when they were with you know um FTR RKL they were taking the pinfalls and anytime they would have a singles matches they were taking the pinfalls and they were always losing and losing and losing and losing I feel as if you do something along the lines of having them win that triple threat match that almost like re-solidifies them back in the tag team division yeah this whole new move it really one it holds back biggie kingston who I mean, no offense, but he should he should have some type of singles push again. He you came mean in, to say Biggie Langston. Langston, I'm sorry, yeah, Kofi Kingston, Biggie Langston. Um, when he first came into the WWE, he came in straight fire. Was, yeah,
0: because he was with uh, Ziggler and AJ. Yeah,
1: and I mean, he had an. Co- I think I think he, he had the IC belt for that. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> he hasn't really held any singles titles, and he's honestly learning from one of the better guys in the industry to sh- to Kofi. learn how. You know, it does take time to get to certain levels, but Biggie's The picture of what Vince McMahon likes... Yeah. Bodybuilder type, huge, and he's super athletic. So yeah. So, I think this was a mistake. This was a mistake to give him this seventh uh, title.
0: I'll agree with that. I'll agree with you on that, because for multiple reasons. I can see them becoming the most winning tag team champions of all time, if they aren't already. Okay. Um, but they aren't already. Never mind. Uh, I could see them becoming the most winning, eventually but I don't think they will be... I don't think it should have been now. No. Because this this screwed up a few different storylines.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely did.
0: Up next, we had Heavy Machinery. They came out for their match. And then they were attacked by Imperium. I know. I love Imperium.
1: Oh, well, they were in UK.
0: Yeah. It made all the sense in the world. Yeah. All the sense in the world. Um, The rest of the SmackDown roster came out for the save, but Imperium made their getaway. Uh Shots continue to be fired. Yep. Uh, that's the important part. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Nikki Cross. Sasha gets the win. But Sasha also has new music, I know, and a new entrance, I know, featuring Snoop Dogg, I know. Her cousin Snoop Dogg. Um, It's I know you're not a huge rap fan, but that is a freaking great theme song. Oh,
1: it is a great theme song. I'm never going to deny that. I I really like the I really like the way it is. But there was a lot of good nuance in this match. If you really go back and you kind of watch what happened, the fact that Nikki Cross at one point attacks bailey on the outside while she's doing commentary and then grabs her headset and starts trying to talk into it
0: and it's in it's in the nikki cross crazy way where you can't tell what she's saying because she's one scottish and two crazy crazy.
1: so she just gets lost in her translation and then after the match ends you get bailey coming into the ring beaten down on a you know a lost nikki cross sasha banks is minding her own business going up the ramp
0: and And then Shayna comes back out again and
1: rex shop
0: again and it's just and that jumps back to what happened and NXT on but we'll talk X-Day. about that yes, in a minute. Yes. Um and our final note for SmackDown uh King Corbin gets a win over Roman Reigns. Big. This is huge yeah. win for King. You Corbin. know
1: this is the first time that Roman Reigns has been pinned in a 1-on-1 yeah. match on SmackDown history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huge, dude. Yeah, huge. and it's King
0: Corbin, who we thought was going to be a rag doll.
1: I I mean, I personally think that's the right way to write King Corbin is to let him be a rag doll and just get beaten up by all your super baby faces. Yeah. But they're writing him as a strong heel. Yes. And be it's not
0: it, a bad look. Be it he did get a bit of a help from the Gloria Show-Offs yeah. with a little bit of distraction, but that's what heel techniques do. No, That's exactly. what heels do. Yeah. So that concludes our Friday Night Smackdown yeah. recap. And now we're going to move on to what I think was one of my favorite pay-per-views I've seen in a long time. Okay. I really, really, really liked AEW Full Gear.
1: This was a very important pay per view because yeah, this is essentially their first pay per view that involves real storylines. Yes. You're building to this. There yeah. are events that have happened and they really they really A close some doors. Yeah. And B open new windows. Yeah.
0: So starting off, what in my opinion? was Match of the Night. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, you're talking about two of the most talented tag teams. Two
0: of the three best tag teams in, in the, world, the world in this match.
1: And two of the three best tag teams who are currently in AEW.
0: Yeah, because the top three tag teams are in AEW. Yes. Um, Classic tag team wrestling contest. Yes. It's, it is the epitome of tag team wrestling. Yes, it is. And you had one of the most prominent tag teams in all of wrestling ringside for this. Yes. With the Rock and Roll Express. Yep. It was it was a phenomenal match to start it. And the right team won. Yep. LAX won with the Street Sweeper. Yes. Which is a great name for this oh, move.
1: It's a great name for the move. It's a great name for... Because they're
0: based out of New York, New York. Yep. They're booked out of New York, New York. So it's a perfect, perfect name for it. And it's a hell of a move. Yeah. Um, And then at the end of the match, yo, Ricky from the Rock and Roll Express... Hits a Canadian destroyer off the ropes and then a suicida.
1: I don't know, man. The two Hall of Famers, they kinda of need to slow it down a little bit, you know. A little bit, you think? Yeah, just look like little. they're gonna get hurt. I know. It's just too many risks, man. Too many risks.
0: Yeah. Uh up next we had Pac versus Page, the rubber match.
1: But was it really the rubber match? Because they ended up doing this match again. Yeah. Come on. It wasn't the rubber match. And uh they're running into a couple of stumbles here, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was a good back-and-forth match. Uh, Pac was working a really strong heel in this.
1: Oh, yeah, because he is a really st- strong heel. He's the bastard. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, And Paige ends up winning with the Deadeye, which I don't think Pac should have eaten that pin. I don't think he can really afford pins still.
1: No, because both of these guys are really going for the top title, and yeah. um, the thing is, is, after what you did on Wednesday, you then weaken Paige's win. Yeah. So... I mean in the here and now in that moment it was very big for Paige to score that victory. But then you go back and you do fifty fifty booking on Wednesday night yeah. and you're basically killing the momentum that Paige just built from yeah. a big win that he just got.
0: Yeah. So uh next match we had Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard uh versus Joey Janela. Good match. Uh best spots were Spears tying Janela's hair Ooh. to the tag team rope. Oh my god. Preventing him from getting out of the corner for a bit. Uh yeah. Blanchard distracted Hebner. So Spears could get a turnbuckle off. Hebner goes to fix it, and Spear piled, uh, Spears piled drives on the floor to Janela with the help of Blanchard. Oh, man. Spears defeats Janella via oh, yeah. pen. Yeah,
1: good win. Yeah. It's a good win. And you're able to build, again, like I was saying, closing doors and opening windows.
0: This didn't close the door. This opened it because we saw what happened at can, AW Dynamite.
1: And it continues. And that's what's really going well for AW, is they're following very good trends. They know when to. End a feud and when to start a new one. And they did a few endings. Um, they did a few continuations, but this was a good start, especially for Sean Spears, who everyone thought was gonna just be middling in the middle card. Don't get me wrong, Janella's gonna end up winning this. this yeah. He's gonna be the one that's gonna end up getting the rub and the push. Yeah. But it's nice to see Spears start it with the W. Yeah.
0: Um, next segment we had a backstage segment with Kip Sabian talking to Golden Boy and kind of just running into him saying he needs to find people to rely on to start a faction with. Um, and saying that no one's going to remember you, but everyone's going to remember me. I'm Kip Sabian. I'm, I'm one of the most talented people in this roster. And out comes Penelope Ford. Now, I know you don't follow a ton of wrestling relationships, such, but Penelope Ford is Joey Janela's ex-girlfriend. So that could start a possible feud in the future, which I hope they don't, in AEW, don't do like love feuds. But considering Brandy Rhodes is... Probably one of the top wrestlers in the women's division right now.
1: Yeah, and the and the weird feud that she's doing with you know Kong right now. Yeah, it's, it, uh, with it's the odd. hair stuff. Yeah, it's just very odd.
0: Um, uh, she essentially comes out, uh, says she's bored. Let's get out of here, and they walk away. Um, next we had a quality tag team triple threat match. Some sloppy moments, but overall some good. Uh, overall a good match. Um, uh, good high high flying spots from uh the Private Party and the Lucha Brothers. Yep. Um, SCU wins via pinfall, which you need. They pinned them, yeah, which is important.
1: Yeah, it's important for them to actually get a real win. You know, not a roll up.
0: Yeah, uh, Lucha Brothers attack SCU afterwards. Is SCU uh, SCUs are now faces? Are the Lucha Brothers heels or are they just aggravated? They're just aggravated. They're I...
1: aggravated because they feel like they should have won the belts. Remember, they lost via a roll up. Yeah, nothing else happened in that. I mean, other moves happened in that match. It was flip, flip, flip. Bump, bump, bump. But the fact that they were hit with a roll-up to lose the tag team tournament, yeah. they just aggravated at this point. And now they're aggravated because they weren't involved in this pinfall no, Private either. Party was. Private Party ate the fall. So now you have the Lucha Bros with another, technically a loss in a triple threat match that they weren't even involved in the finish of that triple threat match.
0: Yeah. Uh, lights go out and out comes another gun. Uh, Another Pentagon, Pentagon Trace, Yes, takes out the Lucha Brothers and unmasks himself to be the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, completing SCU once again. Yes. All three members of SCU are back together. That's awesome, dude. That is so good. Yeah, it was really good. Up next, we had an all right match, I'll say, between Emi Sakura and Rio. Yeah, teacher versus student. Yeah, Rio is really small, and you can tell, because she puts zero power behind any of her strikes. Yeah um be it she does have some of that high flying ability um but it was a lot of offense from emmy sakura in this match and only a little bit for rio here and there
1: yeah but again it's the whole teacher versus student dynamic yeah sakura is essentially rio's teacher from their time spent in japan stardom yeah so it's one of these things where she already knows all her offense so i can understand the storytelling aspect of it but Rio, I think, has to get a little bit better with her striking. Her striking isn't where it is in comparison to the best women's division in the world, which is in WWE. I yeah. Mean, we're going to talk about some really good women's matches that happened over the course of um, your NXT event that happened on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, But Rio wouldn't hold a candle to some of the striking that's going on no. in that division right no. now.
0: Um, But I know you're not a huge fan of roll-ups but I'm totally fine with how Rio won this match with stacking up Sakura because Sakura towers over Rio. So this is almost the best way to get the pin. Okay. It's not necessarily a fake roll up. Not like an out of nowhere roll up. It's like she hit a move and then the best way to pin her is to roll her legs above her. Yeah. So it, it it's a working pin. Yeah. And it's not like a surprise roll no, up win.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't mind those. I don't mind like when you go from a power bomb into that stack, or if you yeah. or if you hit a move and then you go into the stack. It's the it's the sneak up from behind somebody. Out of nowhere roll school up boy yeah. roll up, stuff like that. It's just those are the finishes that annoy me. and they 'cause tr- they're unnecessary. Exactly. They are unnecessary. Unless you're trying to get a, a cowardly heel to look More cowardly You don't need a babyface Winning via a roll up Specifically
0: SCU Because they're pure babyfaces Right now Yeah correct They came in heels But they're pure babyfaces Right now At this
1: moment they are Yeah Yeah.
0: Um, After that we had a Second to last match Of the show uh, Between Cody and Jericho For the AEW world title
1: That Cody spot Where he ate the ramp Frightening Yeah it was Frightening Because he could have Taken that bump All wrong and we wouldn't be here talking about a little cut that he got above his eye. We'd be talking about how he isn't even walking today. Yeah. Because that is a scary, scary way to compress your neck. Oh, Just,
0: whew. Oh, yeah. I have I have deep notes in this. Oh. Cody has MJF in his corner. Jericho is Hager. Uh, Cody gets busted open early after taking a face-first dive onto the stage from the top ropes. Jericho then gets in the face of Cody's mother and eats a huge slap. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Uh, Hager gets a cheap shot in during Cody's distraction. um, But Aubrey catches it enough and then tosses Hager from ringside. Hager then beats the hell out of MJF before leaving ringside. While Aubrey is dealing with Hager, Jericho gets a shot in with the title belt. Jericho goes for the pin, gets a two. Then he hits the juice effect, gets countered into a crossroads, two. Back and forth punching. Cody goes for a springboard kick and eats a lion's salt, two. Jericho starts whipping Cody uh, with his lifting belt both are wearing one did you notice
1: yeah and I like how the referee didn't stop it the referee's kind of looking at it like uh, I mean he brought it into the ring so it's not really a weapon so. yeah
0: they started the match with it so yeah, yeah.
1: let's just continue
0: um Cody then goes for a leg scissors throw off the top rope Jericho counters into the walls Cody makes it to the ropes Jericho gets an Aubrey's face Cody rolls him up for a two Cody uh Jericho rolls Cody up with the walls. Uh, MJF throws the towel in to end the match. Yep. So Cody never tapped. Nope. MJF cost him the belt.
1: Oh, he was, a, he was a thoughtful friend. Yeah. He was a very thoughtful friend. He didn't want... I mean, we're not talking about the walls of Jericho from WWE. That's just a Boston Crab. No. This was back to the WCW. I'm going to put my knee right in your behind spine. your neck in your spine, and I am going to torque you. And MJF looked at it and was just like... Okay, I gotta save my friend.
0: Yeah. Not. Cody, uh Cody looks around and s- likes like what the hell happened? But Cody then begins to thank MJS for his thoughtfulness, gives him a nice handshake. And then the moment we have been expecting for weeks, Dave called it probably four weeks ago. I called
1: it the first week. First MJS week we start talking about this.
0: Turns heel and low kicks Cody cementing his heel turn. Yep. And then probably my favorite part. Which I understand why the staff threw out the fan. But he gets a beer thrown on him. And then he turns around to camera and just smirks. Yep. Because he's like... He knows he's top heel in the business now.
1: Yeah. And what we... What we were talking about, what I had said when we first started talking about what is the storyline we're looking forward to most with AEW? MJF's heel turn. You talked about Kenny Omega being the chaser, chasing that title, and it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, it will eventually happen. But to me, the big thing was MJF. He comes out with that pompous attitude, that Burberry scarf that costs more than your house, your car, and your kids. He has this arrogance about him. And you were just waiting all the times he was coming down with the chair for that save. You know, was he going to hit Cody? Was he not going to hit Cody? Yeah. And there's the moment. There's the moment where you get the real MJF, who is going to end up turning into the best heel in the business, period. Period. He will be the best heel for a long time running.
0: And he's only 23 years old.
1: I know. That is the scariest part about all this is he's 23 years old. That means, honestly, he could have a very good run at AEW for maybe the next two or three years.
0: And then find his way to the E. Find his
1: way all his way to the E, and he could take that persona, and he could do it all in the E. and. I'll tell you something right now. At that point, Triple H may be running it hundred percent, yeah, and he may be the one who goes. I need you. What do I need to bring you here?
0: Yeah, my my thought when you just said he could bring this to the E, we have seen this kind of attitude, like holier than thou, and my I'm so much more rich than you. With two people, Alberto Del Rio, three people, ADR. EC3 and Bobby Roode. Okay. Robert Roode is now doing some good stuff with the the glorious show off stuff. Mm -hmm. But where the hell is EC3? I just hope MJF heel does not get thrown in the shuffle like EC3 heel did.
1: Uh, I don't know. EC3 was running into a little bit of heat backstage, and you know how Mr. McMahon can be. He's part of that old guard where you need to do certain things for the wrestlers, and it was the same thing that happened with Leo Rush at the beginning, too. Yeah. So, to me, that's why I'm saying in about three years, because there may not be a Mr. McMahon at that point. He may be very busy with his XFL ventures. And that's The XFL true. might be succeeding, and yeah, that will be true. Paul Levesque's job, and Paul Heyman's job, and They're going to be the ones going out there doling the money to bring in the talent. And MJF would fit more of your Alberto Del Rio, JBL, and hold on. Who came into the WWE as a very arrogant blue blood from Connecticut with... You know, a long ponytail. Well, I think it was called Hunter Hearst Helmsley at one yeah, point. Yeah, Triple H, yeah. I think, I think that's where he started. That's true. That's so, very true. It's th-
0: He's a very Triple H guy.
1: That arrogance. The yeah. Cur- I mean, he doesn't do the curtsy and stuff like that because that's, that's 1990s. Yeah. But there's a lot of similarities between them two.
0: Okay. okay? I can see it.
1: So, you know, we will And I mean, see-
0: if you think of it, EC3 was a Hunter guy. EC3 had a really good push in NXT. Exactly. Bobby Roode had a really good push in NXT. Exactly. It's when they get to main and they get to Vince that it doesn't necessarily work out. Yeah. So once Triple H is in charge, we could see a lot more of these Triple H style guys like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, Ciampa, Riddle, Lee, Dijak.
1: There's a lot that can happen with him getting a little bit more control of your Raw and SmackDown I mean, rosters. you
0: see how much in charge he is of NXT. Yeah. Mia Yim was signed to NXT immediately after her match in the Mae Young Classic because the ch- the fans were chanting, please sign Mia. Yeah. And he just says, okay, and walks to the back. Two days later, she's officially signed to the E. Yeah, and
1: we're going to talk and about her. And didn't even go through
0: PC. We're going to talk she about her. She went right cause, to the cause, E. Because I've always been a Mia Yim guy. I, I, I've, I've liked said, Mia Yim for for a long time, ever since she's been on the independent scene. But um, she's proved a lot, a lot in her last, yeah, she has.
1: last few appearances on NXT. Yeah. So that's that's going to be something very, very, very fun to talk about. But we still have, we still have the main one more match. Well, no. Technically, I, I don't mean to cut you off, the last match you talked about is the main event. This is an unsanctioned match. So technically, this is a dark match. Even though it went on last, and I like the way that they they booked this because it gives you the option. You and I are hardcore wrestling fans. Yeah, many of the people we talk to are hardcore wrestling fans. But it gives the option for people to say, "All right, I can end it with Cody. I can end it with that match. I don't need you. Don't need an, Moxley. Omega. I don't need to see an unsanctioned match in which
0: that we know it's going to be brutal. Yeah, which it, it was
1: brutal. It was." attitude era levels of brutality in this match.
0: Yeah. Now, I have a very, very in-depth breakdown of this, so I'm just going to start reading, and if you have anything you want to interject, please do. Moxley vs. Omega, I put main event here. Unsanctioned dark match. This match was brutal. Moxley wastes no time getting all the weapons out. Unprotected headshots with trash can lids. Omega sent over the barricade and then running drop kicks him over the barricade that's crazy dude It's nuts chairs beer cans garbage bins you name it outside of the ring then they get back into the ring and Moxley brings out the barbed wire bat headshot with the trash can to Moxley then he gets a table out Omega brings out a barbed wire broom that he starts beating the hell out of Moxley with it takes the bat and runs it across Moxley's forehead drop toe hold and bulldog onto the broom more trash cans. Sunset flip with the trash can. Omega brings out board with mouse traps all over it.
1: That was a crazy spot.
0: And then Omega is dropped onto the board with said mouse traps. Then sidewalk slammed onto a pile of chains, golden chains. Yeah. Uh, crossface with the chains. Omega uses a trash can lid to break out of multiple submission holds. Omega uses the chain to punch Moxley, and then Moxley drops Omega onto the chains again. Tries to choke out Omega. Three snapjack. Oh, uh, oh no, no, Here we go. Three snapdragons from Omega. Then Moxley is hung up by the chains over the ropes, suffocating him. Holy crap!
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, we're talking like Mick Foley levels. Mick Foley levels. Back when he was in his death matches in you know Japan. No, the matches he had with Vader with how hard hitting these this contest was. This was incredibly, incredibly brutal. It just start to finish was incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, after that, we had a Topecon Hero over the top rope into Moxley through the table. Yeah, remember that table? Yeah, yeah. The one that was set up at the beginning of the match? Yeah. Omega finds glass. Yeah,
1: you know what glass it was, right?
0: Was it from the table?
1: It was from the table that he got through. Put through. It was that exact glass that he found.
0: That's awesome. Uh, tries to cut Moxley's forehead and palm with it and then proceeds to shatter it and lay it out across the match. Yeah. Matt, Omega hits the spine buster onto the broken glass. Do you notice that not just Omega, not just uh, Moxley got hurt with it, but Omega got it on his hands. Yep. So he bop- popped up for a second, shook off his hands, went for the pin, and only got the two. Yep. Wow. Omega puts the glass into Moxley's mouth and then tries for the V-trigger. Gets countered into a snap German onto the glass. Then he hits the V-trigger on Moxley who still has the glass in his mouth at this point. Um, They begin fighting on the ramp. Omega uses scissors to try and write on Moxley's forehead. The Elite then come out and try to reason with Omega for no avail. Moxley then suplexed the both of them onto a platform covered with barbed wire. Now let me ask you, who the hell puts a platform with barbed wire out? Dude. I've Unreal,
1: dude. Unreal. Like, the worst part about this is that they couldn't get out of the barbed wire. They had to be helped yeah. by people out of yeah. the barbed wire because they were so entangled in it. So entangled. And we're not talking about little chintzy pieces of barbed wire. Like, these were legit barbs. Legit.
0: Yeah. Um, Omega hits uh, Moxley over the head with a light fixture and then sends him through two eliminated pexi- pe- plexiglass sign back into the ring. Moxley then hits the paradigm shift to the glass pile. Omega pops out at two. Moxley then begins to rip the canvas off of the mat and removes the foam pla- uh, padding, leaving just the plain 2x4s. Omega counters with a V trigger and a spike DDT onto the exposed wood boards. Moxley pops at it too. Omega goes for a huge top rope move and misses. Kicks at it too. Moxley hits another spike DDT and finally gets the three count. Hell of a way to finish your pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, it is a hell of a way to finish your pay-per-view. I can't remember. Like I said, I'm talking Mick Foley in in Japanese death matches and stuff. And those, I think, are a little bit more over the top than what this match was. But you know what this match actually sits here and reminds me of? What? Randy Orton versus Versus Cactus Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, yeah. When Randy Orton – you ever hear his little story about how he tried to prepare himself for the thumbtack thing? No. The thumbtack spot? He decided to put a single thumbtack on the ground and just try to stand on it. And he realized, like, how much pain he was going to be in. So he knew when the thumbtack spot was coming, like, he was in for a world of hurt. And I can still mentally picture – all the thumbtacks in Randy Orton's exposed back because Randy Orton doesn't wrestle with like sh- like shorts or pants like Mick Foley does. Yeah, I mean Mick Foley. Don't get me wrong; has absorbed a lot of thumbtacks in his career, but he's always had like the 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 he has um, the shirt the the the, the pl- and the shirt stuff uh, like that the flannel or even if he doesn't have the flannel, he'll have at least like the dual um
0: the dual, dual et- straps. Yeah. like uh, Mick Foley exactly or uh, not Mick Foley uh, the mankind.
1: Yes, Randy Orton is bareback with basically a Speedo on. Yeah. That is the only other match, the only other time that I can picture this level of brutality in an organization. Yeah. And this match was a whole other level with, the, you know, they, they call him the cleaner for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah, had they, the broom. He had the broom. They had the broom with all the bobbed wire. And I'll tell you who wasn't happy about this match.
0: Tony Khan, Com- Young. Oh yeah, she
1: was pissed. Yeah, I'm sure Moxley told her it was going to be a little extreme.
0: I don't think he told her it was going to be that extreme.
1: No, no. This, uh, this whole Moxley persona is who he was before he joined. When he was the at e, CZW, and which
0: he started his career at CZW, which is a hardcore wrestling. Oh yeah, promotion.
1: Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and there were matches that he did in that promotion that,
0: I mean, blow us out of the water. Yeah. But they weren't married at the time.
1: Not only were they not married at the time, I mean, he wasn't in a major promotion. I mean, Tony Khan, for the fact that, you know, he did say that this is an unsanctioned match, blah, blah, blah. He did put this at the end of his pay-per-view. So fans who didn't really know better, who were sticking around for this, were definitely in for a culture shock. Definitely in for a culture shock. Because you went from some technical, classical wrestling and storytelling to something that was just an outright bloodbath. That's all this was. Yeah, This was somebody just getting their jollies off in a bloodbath. And both these guys, on Wednesday night, you could see the after effects of this match all over their bodies. Omega's black and blue eye, all the scars and the cuts that were still healing on their bodies. But there is one big thing that comes out of this. Moxley is a psychopath. Mm -hmm. He is a straight psychopath. Uh, Coming out of this, and everybody except for one person right now in AEW are afraid of of him. And when we get to Wednesday Night Dynamite, we will talk about that one person.
0: Yeah, we will. Which, oh, that match is going to be really good.
1: Yeah, it's probably going to be unsanctioned again because that's going to be another bloodbath.
0: That's going to be even worse than this one.
1: Most likely. Most likely. But there's one thing I don't like is. Kenny Omega went from being one of the best technical wrestlers in the world to just being this guy who's now just uh, in an a death match wrestler. A deathmatch match wrestler, yeah. It like, was just a little odd to me.
0: Hopefully, because we'll, we'll get to we'll get to it in AEW. Yeah. But hopefully, he comes out of this and starts doing more technical matches.
1: Hopefully, let's hope.
0: And then we're gonna move on to Monday Night Raw, the November 11th uh, edition of Monday Night Raw, and it started out with a tag team championship match. And the women's tag team championship match.
1: Yeah. Um, it started with a promo, though, right? Didn't Becky Lynch start in the Yeah. Ring, the big Becky promo, started a so, promo and. Like telling people that she loves the yeah. adversity and she doesn't care. This is how she built her career. And, yeah. You know, whether it's Baszler or Bailey, she's coming after both of them. And yeah. It's, it, it harkens back a little bit to the Austin 316 stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: it does. So. Um, and then we have a match between Lynch and her former best friend who I think they're on equal terms now. I don't know. Maybe. Charlotte Flair. When
1: you have messy storytelling, this is what happens.
0: Yeah, against uh, your tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors. And you know how it ends? Roll up. With a roll up.
1: But Asuka gets the roll up. Yes. Which is key. Yeah. Because I think they're building to an Asuka Lynch feud.
0: Yeah, I could see it. I
1: think that's what they're building to.
0: Once Kabuki Warriors drop those belts, I could see Asuka becoming the next uh, Rollins champion.
1: Yeah. I think that I I think um they're now writing Asuka the way that they wanted to write Asuka when she first came up um but McMahon allowed her to lose her mystique. Yeah. With this heel Asuka, her mystique's back. Oh, 100%. And because it, she has the green mist now. Yes. And I I see her being the person who could dispose of Lynch. I could and see take it. the belt off of Lynch.
0: Yeah, but post match we had a uh, distraction or at, during the match we had a distraction by Baszler, which caused uh, cost Lynch the match, um, and Bailey, uh, brawl by all three champs post match, and Bailey ends out on top. Well, I mean,
1: Bailey's kind of been getting the short end of the stick recently, so it's it's just writing yeah. to make her not specifically because like of her heel turn. Correct. Yeah, because you got to keep her heel character strong. You have to. It's still very, it's still very, very new, fresh, and that's why. Bailey isn't going to eat this at Survivor Series. No. It, it has to be Lynch. Lynch has to eat the fall over Baszler. Uh, yeah. uh, under Baszler. Baszler, yeah. has to, Baszler has to win this. Has yeah. to.
0: Yeah. Uh, up next, I have McIntyre defeating Shin- Sin Cara.
1: Yep, and I'm pretty sure Sin Cara is done with the WWE. The reason
0: I pointed that out is because Sin Cara has asked for his release because he feels he's being underutilized.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, he has now three consecutive losses on three consecutive rows. Yep. Uh, the two against Andrade. Yep. And uh, this one with McIntyre. Yep. Um, and everything just kind of seemed um very blasé about this match. It's almost like he was standing in, in gorilla position. And he basically told McMahon, yeah, I'm kind of done with you guys. So the commentators weren't even really hyping up this match. I mean, there was a spot where McIntyre powerbombed Sin Cara on the outside. And the commentators kind of like just no-sold it. Yeah. Not, not Sin Cara. Sin Cara was laid out. But the commentator is just like no sold it. Yeah, and it's sad because the man with no face is finally back. Yeah, and now he's going to be gone again because because he feels underutilized. So
0: yeah. Um. Then we had some twenty four uh, seven shenanigans with the true uh, with truth and the Sing brothers and and Rowan got involved. Um. Didn't didn't take the belt, but he just got involved in. Slam the Sing Brothers. Yeah. And just
1: raw. Yeah. And that was during his uh, squash match with whatever he had going on, too. It was just. Yeah. I mean, trying to make him look powerful, which I understand. Yeah. I just wonder what's in that cage. That yeah. little cage that he's got that he's carrying around. What's that all about? That's kind of odd.
0: Yeah. Um, then we had a Rollins promo oh, God. saying he is raw and that he's the best wrestler in the world. Raw. Open challenge. And he's accepted by Volta. And Imperium.
1: I'm I'm just so sick of Rollins.
0: Me too. I am. Um, but what Walter said is great. He said he cut a promo and said that the ring that Seth is standing in with his dirty feet is sacred. So he's saying that you are not a true wrestler. You're just one of the guys. Yeah, and you and, have no uh, you have no reason to be in that ring. Yeah, and against me.
1: I mean, Rollins is a phenomenal wrestler. He's a phenomenal oh, without a doubt. talent. He is just being written all wrong right now. Yeah. All wrong. And this all harkens back to pre-Hell in the Cell. Survive and prevail. Survive and prevail. Burn it down. He He's just a punchline machine at this point. They need to bring him back to that... The N- architect. The architect. That NXT champion who came up and was just a complete badass, man. He isn't right now.
0: No, he's... he's, He's like a neutered dog. Yeah. We need the heel shield Seth Rollins. Yeah. The architect. We
1: need to have a... Or
0: even WWE champion when he was WWE champion the first time Seth Rollins. Yeah. When he had the authority.
1: What we need to see is we need a work injury for him. He needs to be off TV for a little bit. He is not getting the crowd reactions that they want. Yeah, no, they He's actually being, changed the uh, reaction edited in the video audio for for the London react or uh, for Manchester reaction. Yeah, because he was getting booed out of the stadium. He needs to just go away. Yeah, two months.
0: He needs do, to do wor- what Finn Balor did.
1: Do it. Do an injury angle. Okay. Everyone was talking about how the Gargano thing was just a was a work, when in actuality he actually has a neck injury right now. So yeah. that's why he's not going to be at War Games. Yeah. But you need to do a work injury angle with Rollins. Get him off TV. You know, maybe let him go into the new year. Let the Rumble be his last hurrah. He doesn't succeed in the Rumble. Maybe have him take a bad fall. That's how he ends up getting some time off, because then you can have... Becky lose at the Rumble, yeah. Lose her title. Let them just take some time off. Yeah, away. Yeah. Or maybe Becky can stay on TV where Rollins is just more backstage working on a new character with Heyman. If anybody can rehabilitate Seth Rollins, Paul Heyman. It's Paul Heyman. It it really is Paul Heyman
0: because Paul Heyman is really big on Seth Rollins, considering the amount of times that he and Brock have worked. Yeah. And the amount that they have done in their matches. Yeah, yeah. So, Heyman is huge on Rollins. And I wouldn't see Rollins ever being a Heyman guy. But, like, I could see him being a Heyman-designed guy.
1: I could see... We always talk about the uh, SmackDown 6.
0: He could be one of Heyman's 6.
1: He could be one of Heyman's new 6, man. He fits the mold. He fits that. Again, I always... To me, my favorite in that SmackDown six was Benoit. I'm a Benoit guy. I I don't talk about the other stuff. I talk about his wrestling credentials. Yeah. Rollins has that Benoit build. Yeah. He does the top rope moves like Benoit could do. He's very technical in the ring. He can hit big spots. That's who he is. He could fill that role in the this new Heyman Six. Yeah. But I'll tell you something right now. If the crowd continues to be given the chance to bury Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins continues to bury himself on Twitter with all these dumb tweets he keeps putting out. Yeah. There is no rehabilitation for this character. And you're going to do to Seth Rollins what you did to John Cena and what you did to Roman Reigns before him. Yeah. And you're going to get him booed out of every stadium when you're looking for that face pop i'm sorry but that's just what could happen if they don't let him take time away because nobody wants to see him in the ring right now people are still very ill about what happened at hell in the cell so as far as i'm concerned have him lose a couple of matches have him just walk away for a little bit have him come back with a rehabilitated heel character you know have something teased have him try to come out and maybe save a f- a, a familiar face, and yeah. then maybe join some type of whether it's a new faction or he's starting something. You know, you have a, a WWE title match between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, and you think he's coming down to make that save on Roman. You know, they've been talking in the back. You keep seeing these promos caught with him. Ro- Rollins is holding has a cast or whatever, and you can do this great spot where he just. He drills Reigns with the cast, and then he just rips the cast off, and his arm's not even hurt. And he yeah, he
0: drills him with the cast, and the cast cracks. Yeah. Because it's, it's a fake cast. It's a fake
1: cast the whole time. And and that's where McIntyre and him, you know, okay, everyone's going to be talking about how they've had all these matches against each other. But when it's, I'm sick of being in Roman's shadow. You know, why does everyone have to compare me to Roman Reigns? I'm a better wrestler than Roman Reigns. I built my name before I ever came to the WWE. I wasn't, I wasn't always Seth Rollins. And then he can go into this, Whole really dark persona like what Finn Balor is doing right now. Yeah, it's there's so many possibilities with Seth Rollins. Tell him to delete his Twitter account, yeah. that's one, and two, get him off TV, get him out of arenas for a few months. I know it's a long time in, in wrestling terms, it is a long time, but it also allows people to forget and it allows for a true reset of a character. Yeah, because right now.
0: That's what they did. That's what happened with Finn Balor. Yeah. You hear how much he's getting booed, even though he's a fan favorite.
1: Lot people love him. People love him. He came out this week and did his little thing the first time. Yeah. And then he just stopped and he just walked to the ring and the whole arena just shuts down and goes into a black light, a, a white light, with spotlight. A- yeah. It's just great, and you could do that with Rollins. Yeah. Just, just get him off TV because he is not getting the responses you were hoping for. And we always talk about Raw is as the A show. SmackDown's the A-show now. No. NXT
0: is the A-show. Well,
1: no, no, no. Performing-wise, NXT's the A-show. What I'm saying, though, is money-wise, SmackDown is the A-show. SmackDown's on Fox. It's getting the more reviewers than the the Raw is at this point. They put a lot more of their talent on the SmackDown side, okay? They're not putting bad storylines on SmackDown. So SmackDown's the A-show. But with Rollins... You're killing this character right now, and you're killing anything that you could do by rehabilitating him down the line two or three months if you continue to keep him on TV. Yep. All
0: right, now we're going to move back to the match. Uh, match between Rollins and Walter started. Uh, back and forth until Walter got the upper hand, and he continued to go with chops and chops and chops. And then as soon as Rollins starts to rally, Imperion steps in and Makes causes a, save, a DQ, DQ, of course. Yep. Owens and the Street Profits come down for the save. And then that starts an eight-man tag. Eight-man tags are fun. Yeah. You always have the high spots at the end with uh, the, finisher and the finisher, yeah. and the yep. finisher and the 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 finisher. Yeah. Ends with a Rollins stomp to Wolf. So even though Rollins' character is dying, he's still getting pins because why not he's Seth Rollins?
1: Yeah. But did you notice uh, Kevin o- Kevin Owens getting the hugest reaction out of everybody there? Yeah. Yeah. He hit that stunner and then what did he do after the stunner?
0: He tagged him. Uh, no. No. DX oh, chop. he did the DX chop. DX chop, and then he did the uh, the Batista. Then, then
1: he then he kicked the he kicked the bottom yeah. rope, and then you see Wolf come into the ring, and he kind of just like I'm shimmying my way out of the ring, and then Rollins hits the stomp and stuff yeah. like that.
0: But it's it's Owens brought back the the entire Attitude area yeah, for everything. six seconds. Yep,
1: he hit he hit every big. The only thing he was missing was the Undertaker. That was pretty much yeah. it. Everything else he hit.
0: Yeah, um, and then after that, yeah, skip more uh more skip, 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 Lana Lashley skip, skip, rusev skip. bull shenanigans yes
1: yeah, awful dude it's we'll just move awful. on from that yeah I'm all set with that
0: stuff let's just move on yeah uh tag team title match or not tag team title uh good tag team match between the South coast subculture and the Raiders yeah Raiders go over
1: yeah no they're supposed to go over but yeah but the thing was is you needed a good showing
0: yeah of and it, you got South coast subculture
1: and they showed it everyone was afraid that there was just going to be a squash match and it was, the furthest it was a further back and forth. It was a very good back and forth. Um, South Coast subculture hit their big spots. Um, it didn't really affect the Raiders. No. And then the Raiders just basically destroyed them. Yeah. But, at but least that's what you to, expect. But they at least got to hit their spots. Yeah. Because a lot of the other jobber matches that they've been doing lately, yeah. they've just been killing people. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested because the match that's announced for next Monday night, which is Hawkins and Ryder are facing the Raiders for. The WWE Raw Tag Team Championship after they surprise rolled up the OC in a dark match. Really? Yes, they would. They surprise rolled up the OC in a dark match to get a number one contenders position for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I don't think Hawkins they're gonna and win Ryder those are going to get
0: murdered. I hope they do because I don't want them to win those belts. No, I. Because you know what WWE likes to do right before Survivor Series? They like to change the belts.
1: Yeah, swerves.
0: Look at what they did with Jinder Mahal.
1: Well, they had to. And AJ Styles. No, they had to. They had to. Jinder was an awful champion. That would have been
0: the best match of the last 15 years, Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar. I will guarantee it.
1: I'm telling you... You're a Mortal Kombat fan, right? Yes. Okay, do you remember the Quan Chi finisher where he rips a guy's arm off and he just beats him to death with it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Brock Lesnar would have done to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> I don't care. He, that's what he would have done. There would have been any legitimate murder no, in the No, the
0: modern-day Maharaja would have came in and destroyed Brock Lesnar with the Colossus and would have won that match in four how's, seconds. How's this? The
1: only way he wins that match is if the great Kali comes back out and just hits somebody with the chop over the top of the well, head. Well,
0: I mean, that's what he did against
1: Orton. Oh, my God. no. I understand the swerves. I think the swerves have already pretty much happened. Yeah, with the New Day. With the New Day winning their titles. Um, The only other one that you could see is maybe Nakamura.
0: I was going to say Shinsuke could drop that belt.
1: But, but, we didn't talk about it on SmackDown, and I'm going to talk about it right now. The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, you called it last week.
0: I'm just nodding my head.
1: Yeah. That takes Daniel Bryan out of the Intercontinental Championship picture. Because now the fiend has got his target. Yep, paying back another old debt. Mm-hmm. Who goes into the intercontinental title picture and possibly could take the title off of Nakamura before Survivor Series?
0: Because what? I want to say it could be Sami Zayn. I could see we could see a swerve by Sami, but Sami isn't cleared for
1: in-ring competition. That's correct. So it's not going to be Sami Zayn. Who? Who is on right now? He's kind of doing this whole partnership thing with Cesaro. Which, I'd love to see Cesaro, Strong, and AJ Styles in a match together. I really would like to see that. I still think Nakamura gets into this match with the title. Because there's nobody else built up right now for an Intercontinental Championship title feud. No, not yet. Because they kind of did the whole Ali thing, and then they kind of pushed that back to the wayside. And then I think... I think they did a couple of things with Cedric Alexander and stuff like that, but they kind of pushed that by the wayside. Yeah, um, and Alexander and Buddy Murphy recently had a match that was very well done. Yeah, but there isn't anybody right now who could take that title off of Nakamura, no, and I was really. honestly hoping for a good feud with Nakamura and Brian for that title because yeah, that could have really brought some life back to the Intercontinental Championship. Because what was the last time the title was defended?
0: I don't even remember. He's just held that belt and just not done anything else. He took
1: it it off of Balor. Yeah. It hasn't done anything since. I mean, he's defended it on a couple of smackdowns against like Ali and stuff like that. Yeah. But he hasn't really done anything with it. So I'm interested to see one, this this Daniel Bryan fiend thing is gonna be That's gonna be killer. It's gonna be so good. Does the fiend well, the fiend's gonna win. It's not does the fiend win. The fiend has to win. Because You're not gonna all of a sudden have the fiend win his title till then lose it at some Survivor Series. Th- doesn't yeah, no. make sense. So, does this match take Brian off of TV the way th- that the other match should have taken Rollins off of
0: TV? Because does Brian need to leave TV? Is the question.
1: He doesn't because right now he's at like peak popularity. That's again. why I'm
0: saying don't take him off TV because in in my opinion. Absence makes the heart grow fonder does not work with some guys in the E.
1: No, Daniel Bryan's not one of those guys. You know what I mean? The more people saw him when he wasn't I feel like
0: the absence made the heart grow fonder with Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like absence would make the heart grow fonder with Seth Rollins. But since D. Bryan right now has everything going for him, to pull him off TV is just stupid, in my opinion.
1: No, I'm not asking him to pull him off TV. It's just like... That seems to be the route that you need to go with the Fiend character. Like, that's where they, that's where the E really missed the ball at Hell in a Cell. It wasn't the finish. The finish we're all mad about, and there's nothing we can do to fix that. Where they really dropped the ball was having the Fiend take Rollins off TV for a little bit. Yeah. That would have been the ideal spot for it to happen. It would have. Yeah, it would have. Because his last competition was Balor, who he took off TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what's nice is you're not getting the traditional champion versus champion Survivor Series match this year. Lesnar has his thing. Yep. And And The the Fiend Fiend has his his thing, thing, which is really nice. But that's
0: also because we have three triple threats.
1: Yes. No, no, no. And and I, I, trust me, I fully understand that. Yeah. And you're not going to put a triple threat match with Brock Lesnar, The Fiend, and Adam Cole. Uh, no, one of these things is not like, like the, the others
0: other. so yeah but one of these things just doesn't, doesn't belong, belong here, here. Uh, alright just bang out the, the main event of Raw real quick Orton Rookusay and Carrillo defeated the OC yes. in a good match What's in most? there's two really important things here Carrillo gets his pin over AJ Styles huge huge
1: that could actually be the that guy that could who... set
0: up a US title match next week Flip. that could take Carrillo into that match correct
1: it's not going to happen but No, it
0: could and then a really good back and forth between Ricochet and Orton. Dude, this
1: dynamic is so much fun. There was a lot of people out there calling this stupid stupid.
0: No, it's it's this smart.
1: very smart. I like this because you don't know when the Viper's is going to exactly. strike. And he and he almost got Ricochet at one point. He yeah, kind of like had him on the shoulders, he turned them around and then he smashed AJ with the RKO. I loved it. I love every second of it. because it almost feels like a little bit of an Orton face turn, like slightly, like because he's working with faces. He's not working yeah, with heels right he's now. he's not
0: a heel. I don't think he's even a heel right now. I think he's a tweener.
1: No, he's still a heel. He's still a heel. It's just... um, I don't know what they're doing with him, but having him work with faces is just a little bit odd, and it may be setting up so this way that he gives the rub the ricochet. Do
0: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So... It,
1: it was a great match, though. Yeah, it was a, it great, was a match, great match, and it was a
0: good way to end this RAW.
1: Yeah, it was because you, you're getting Carrillo with an actual a, a visual pin W over, over AJ, AJ Styles. Styles, which he already has two losses to him, so yeah. it's nice.
0: Yeah, it's a really good way to end RAW. And now, moving on to the Wednesday Night Wars, the November 13th edition of the Wednesday Night Wars between NXT and All Elite Wrestling. Ding, now, ding, ding. Now we are going to not give up who we think won this week, but I'm pretty sure we both have the same answer. I may in have mind. ruined it earlier. I think we did earlier. Yeah. But we started NXT off really, really strong. Yes, we did. With the Angel Garza versus Leo Rush uh, Cruiserweight, NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Championship match. match. Yep. Good spots.
1: I love you. You were talking about how that whole spot with his pants is kind of yeah. stupid. Great way to use yeah, it. Yeah, he used match. it really, really well really right well. in front of Sarah Lay. Yeah, and kind of gave him to her. She got all pissed off. Right in front off. of Sarah Green. And then what's great about that is it really. Pissed off, Rush. Yeah, and he was just trying to hit big move after big move after yeah. big move after big move. He wanted to end the match at that point. Yeah, and he did. Well, not right away. Not right away. No, but no. because Garza kept reversing and stuff like that. Kept reversing and kept kicking out it too.
0: Yes, there was a lot of false finishes and in then, this match.
1: And then the way the match ended, what looked kind of wonky to me. But it keeps it keeps Garza kind of strong. <laughs> yeah, um, because he didn't he didn't actually suffer a pinfall. He thought that he had had his foot under the ropes, which he yeah. did. Yeah. And um, this is going to set up the continuation of this feud, which yeah. is going to be really nice. Because I think Garza
0: could be the next champion. He
1: could be. We've already said... You've already yeah. said that. Um, But this was a really good match. This is two... Probably... Leo Rush is probably the best cruiserweight in the business. I still yeah. feel like this division needs to be changed a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, the belt needs to be not be purple anymore.
1: I don't mind the purple belt. Well, no, I mean... My problem... 205
0: Live was purple. I know. NXT
1: is silver and gold. I know, but... Gold and black, rather. Um... My thing is, is the division still needs to be changed? This needs to go from a two hundred five division to a two hundred fifteen or two hundred twenty five. yeah. Two hundred twenty five division, because
0: you're going to get a lot more people in there. Your Bronson Reeds will be in there. Bronson Reed, not a chance. Bronson well, Reed's three hundred something pounds.
1: Uh, not Bronson Reed. Um,
0: Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes.
1: Cameron Grimes, thank you. Yeah, Cameron Grimes. I was going to say
0: Bronson Reed's like three hundred something. Hey, pounds. he's
1: coming off the top rope with his moves.
0: Yeah. So is uh, Hanson. Okay. So and Rowe, get him in there. Do it. Three hundred five live. Three hundred five
1: live. Biggie Langston coming through the uh, middle rope.
0: Oh, that spear still scares me. Toby so yeah. Yeah. Um. Up next, we had Zaya Lee facing Aaliyah. Oof. We had a few busted noses this week, didn't we? I didn't like this one. I
1: liked the other one.
0: The other one was really good. This was a botch. This was definitely a botch. Zaya Lee kicked Aaliyah in the face, right in the face, and broke her freaking nose. Yeah, like broke it. Yep. Like yep. she's gonna have the Cody Rhodes face mask for a couple for weeks. a bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and uh, who's the a uh, commentator who's always commenting about um, Aaliyah
0: and her partner is that a? Oh my God! Why am I blanking on? I here? can't
1: think of his name, but he's going to be a little upset now that his girl's got a face mask on. You know what I mean? Because yeah,
0: that's she, um, who is the third commentator? It's not Nigel, is it? Yeah, it is Nigel. It is Nigel McGinnis. Nigel yeah. Yes, he's okay. he, he
1: loves he loves those. He two. loves Aaliyah and Vanessa Inva- because yeah. yep. he's the heel. Yeah, so but it's one of these things. Now she's going to have a mask on to protect her face. Yeah.
0: So. Um, up next, we had a Balor promo. Good Balor promo. comes out and braids the crowd. He calls out Riddle and Gargano. And then Riddle comes out to a brawl.
1: Yeah. I mean, he calls, oh, first of all, he calls everybody in NXT little boys. Yeah. He says, What happened to this division? What happened to this place that I left? This used to be men. Now you're all little boys. Oh, you're in the hospital. Your neck's bothering you. Stay there. And Riddle, where have you been since I DDT'd you last week? nowhere not on not on the internet nowhere to be found what are you afraid of me too and then he comes
0: out yeah he comes out and just starts rushing him yep and then he uh scampers off Balor scampers off and then the UE comes out and tries to take out Riddle and the rest of the team Champa comes down and then that sets uh a promo between all of them
1: yeah but the 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 Lee talking in this promo was Lee is oh. so good
0: on the mic wow Lee is so very good on the mic. Beautiful,
1: my friend. Beautiful,
0: and he's like, I don't care who it is, I'll kick any of y'all asses. Yeah. It was
1: great. Yeah, it was great. And
0: it ends up being uh, Roderick Strong.
1: Now that's my one problem with this is we've already seen this match, kind of. I would. Yeah, have we ra- did with Dijak. Yeah, I would have rather have seen maybe um Lee versus um O'Reilly. O'Reilly, Champa versus O'Reilly. Um.
0: Champa versus Fish, Battle of the Beards.
1: Exactly, man. You could have done so many different things. Riddle versus O'Reilly. You don't have to put Cole in it. That's it's fine. But Lee being the forward talker, yeah. it made sense to put him in. And this was a really good match. Yeah, A really was. good match. I mean, first of all, how does Roddy Strong get him
0: up for that Olympic slam? I have no idea. Oh, my God. Um, Match goes on for a bit. Yui comes out for the distraction. Uh, Champa comes out for the save. Um, and Riddle is then attacked by Balor. I know. And eats that drop kick into the stairs. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Strong hits a follow away slam onto Lee, but Lee kicks out, hits him with a body slam kinda over the Yeah. He uh, does like that pop a- up pop up body slam kind of thing. And that's I'm it. not sure what he calls it, but it was a three count. Yep. Uh then Yui proceeds to attack Lee and Champa and then out comes Die I know. And just lays out everybody. Yep. Die face turn question mark? I think he's always kind of in a face. You know what I mean? He was definitely the heel in the the work against Lee.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's because Lee is a super face. Yeah. Again, faces, tweeners, heels. Okay? Jack has never really hit that cusp of being a, a, a true heel. No. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if he, he never got
0: hurt, he'd definitely be a full heel.
1: Or if in this War Games match he decides to just clean out Lee and then walk out of the ring, you know, walk out of the yeah. cage. That would be a great way to turn him real Full heel. heel, yeah. But he is a tweener. The crowd, I mean, most guys who are heels, no one calls out their finisher. Yeah. Feast your eyes. You know what I mean? Nobody gets that called out. And he gave it to Cole.
0: Yeah, he did. Great visual. Great yeah.
1: visual to see him giving that to Cole.
0: Yeah, Up next, we had a outside segment where uh, some, a few actually people were attacked outdoor uh, outside the arena. Ripley, Lerae, and Tegan Knox.
1: And when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my God!" I said it last week. "Oh my God!" Dakota Kai's turning. "Oh my God!" "Oh my God!" "Oh my God!" "Oh my God!" And then I know, I know, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it because we we had a
0: couple matches between. Yes, or a match in psycho uh, psychoses. Um Swart Scott and Bronson Reed, as we were talking about um, yep. um before we recorded this, uh had a good back and forth match. Yeah. Uh it was a friendly, I'll call it. It's not like yeah. it's not a blood match, it's not a uh, blood no. feud. It's a friendly. Yeah,
1: it's a friendly. It's almost like they're trying to form a, a team NXT. Possibly.
0: Yeah. Um so Swerve Scott goes over Bronson Reed here, which is it's nice. It's That's good to see need. him getting yeah. some wins. Um up next was supposed to be Pete Dun versus Killian Dane. Um, but then Dane was attacked on the ramp by Damian Priest. Setting up a triple threat. Yeah, everyone brawls ringside. Yep. And Priest is the one that ends up
1: on top. Yeah, I mean, Dane ended up on top last week. Yeah, Priest ended
0: up on top this week. Dunn will pro- probably win that match.
1: No, I think Priest wins the match.
0: So Dunn wins next week's brawl, setting up for the match Yeah, I, in I a just, week and a half. With,
1: with those two powerhouses, I just don't know how Dunn goes over. That's true, and and they and they seem to be doing this pretty big push with Priest lately, and I almost feel like you can continue the Killian Dane, um storyline because of him attacking his boy, um a couple of weeks ago, yeah, um Taylor Tyler Bate, yeah, okay. attacked him outside the ring and stuff like okay. that. So I feel like the Pete Dunne, Killian Dane stuff can continue as Priest then moves into the U.S. Championship picture.
0: The um, North, North American, American championship. North American, I'm sorry, North yeah. American Championship. And then up next was the main event where Io Shirai and Mia Yim put on a show. Oh my god. I Women's, ta- uh, women's ladder matches are so much fun. Ladder matches in general are, are so, so much, much fun. fun.
1: Exactly. You, most people can't have a bad ladder match. But I'll tell you something right now. Over and over and over again I have talked and talked and talked about Mia Yim. Because there are a lot of people, a lot of pundits out there who don't feel her style meshes well with the rest of that women's division. She, for the second week in a row, has been the MVP of the women's division.
0: Yeah. Her
1: attack last week with the kendo stick. Yep. Put her into the women's The team. talk, yeah. And then her match this week was just straight fire with Mia Yim. Yeah, it was. I mean with um, Io Shirai. Io Shirai, Because yeah. their two styles mesh so well together. Because Yim is willing to do a lot of the high-flying stuff that Shirai is good at.
0: And Shirai is a s- striker. Is is a striker just, just like, like Yim. Yim.
1: And they work very well together. I can't wait for the spots that those two women are going to do together in war games. Oh, yeah.
0: I cannot wait. Yeah, there's going to be some stuff from, uh, what do you want to call it, from ring to ring. Yes. Where uh, Shirai is going to go over the top rope and do something to Yim or whatever. And yep. Yim's just going to beat the hell out of her. Yeah. And- Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, this was a good blood spot, by the way. Yeah. Busted nose for... Because
1: uh, it makes Yim very, very sympathetic. Because you saw her outside, the, outside on the on the floor. She's holding her face. It almost looked like her whole face had exploded. She looks like she's trying to put it back yeah. together. You know
0: what I mean? And then she falls out of the ring, and Dakota Kai comes down for the save almost. the save. And Shirai comes out, and uh, Tope is both of them. And then we have a brawl between both teams, pretty much. Um, and out comes the fourth member of Team Shayna. I know. Someone who neither of us thought saw coming. No, I
1: didn't. I didn't.
0: Because Eo uh, starts her way up the ladder, and Yim pulls her down. Yim starts making her way up the ladder. And who but Kaylee Ray. I know. The NXT UK Women's Champion at the bottom of the ladder... Pushes her off through another ladder, securing Io Shirai's victory and Team Shayna's uh, advantage going into War Games. Shayna comes out to the top of the ring, to se- uh, top of the ramp to celebrate, to get blindsided by Bailey again. I know. Dude, them two. Th- they got- take, take Lynch out of the match. That would be a blood feud between them It'd two. It'd be a
1: great blood feud, but. You need you need Lynch there to, to take the fall. The pen. Yeah. yeah, You Need Lynch to take the fall, not the pin. She's gonna tap.
0: She's gonna tap too. No, she'll. Uh, I think she'll pass out. I don't think she'll tap. I think she'll be knocked out.
1: Okay,
0: it could happen. Who Choke- knows?
1: She's gonna get choked out. Yeah. Okay, if that's what you think.
0: Yeah, but all in all, very very good NXT.
1: Oh, it's a very good NXT. I'm very happy with it. I mean, the thing that was kind of weird though is that um, so Kaylee Ray obviously comes out, but. She also mugged both of the other horsewomen. Like, yeah, that's a little bit of a little bit of a twist in the whole story. Yeah, but maybe the horsewomen were playing it up. Who the hell knows? It's yeah. just,
0: it just it works out very well because this could set up a really really cool spot at the end of that match at Survivor Series. But we'll talk about that next week when we future book. Okay, for Survivor Series sounds good to me. And now we're gonna move on to all Elite Wrestling dynamite. And it starts out with uh, Moxley and Omega backstage segment kind of video package recapping their dark match. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, the, the just the, the image of uh, Omega's back. Yeah.
0: And, and, uh, and his eye yeah. and stuff. So Omega is not cleared to compete yet. And he's yet. not happy. But um, uh, Moxley is. So Moxley comes out and has a match against Michael Nakazawa. Would you
1: really call that a match?
0: No, it was a, it it was a squash. It
1: was a... Yeah, yeah.
0: And then at the end, he uh, puts out an open challenge.
1: No one's up Everyone's afraid of me. Who's yeah. going to fight me?
0: Yeah. Um, up next, we had a match between the Dark Order and Jurassic Express. Um, Dark Order won via the... Uh, I'm trying to remember what the their finisher is. Um, but after the match, um, Uno offered Marco Stunt to join the Dark Order by offering him a mask. And then Jungle Boy steps in, Jungle Boy, a little man, Jungle yep. Boy himself, steps in um, to kind of prevent him, and uh, Dark Order just destroyed the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, and then down comes Lucha Luchasaurus. He is back. He is cleared. He is cleared. He it- is returning, and I think that could set up a, a feud between Jungle, uh, the Jungle Express, Jurassic Express, and uh, yes, the uh, Dark Order, It's which good would be really, really good.
1: That's a good dynamic because, I mean- we both know Jungle Boy is really, really, really tiny. Marco Stunt is, you know, he's not a big guy.
0: Luchasaurus is huge. Yeah, Luchasaurus is probably at least a foot and a half taller than Jungle Boy. Yeah. So yeah. I can't wait. I can't. I'm so happy he's back, man. I'm so happy. Up next, we had a match. Well, I can't even really call this one a match between uh, Darby Allen, Sean Spears, and Peter Avalon. Uh, before the match even started, Sean Spears got chased off by Janella,
1: and that continues the storyline so, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, so
0: that pulls them out, and uh, Darby Allen destroys uh Peter Avalon with I think it's the Coffin Bomb, uh, the, the Coffin th- Drop, Coffin Drop. Yeah, and then as we were talking earlier about what if Moxley against Omega was a bloodbath, Moxley Allen is, is just this gonna is be. gonna be insane because Darby Allen says, "I'm not
1: scared of you. Let's I'll fight do this. you." The only thing that's weird is they're putting it on next week.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't be doing that because that's not a TV match. That should not be a TV match. That should be a pay-per-view match so they can do more.
1: Yeah, unless they're going to try to build.
0: Yeah, if they build this to a legit blood feud death match style, cool. Yeah. But just a normal match between these two is... Nah.
1: Someone's losing a limb. Yeah. Someone's losing... I'm going to go at least one digit. Someone's going to lose a finger. Yeah. Darby Allen's going to lose a pinky.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I could see it. He's going to it's lose a It's scary, but I can see it. Because
1: Mox is just going to go nuts. He's going to take out a pair of shears, and he's going to be like, that's mine, snip, and that's it. And Darby Allen's the kind of guy who probably would do that spot.
0: Probably. Probably. It'd be either him or, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Havoc.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, imagine that triple threat. Yeah. Someone's going home in a
0: coffin. Probably Darby Allen. Yeah, probably. The coffin bomb. Yeah. Um. Up next, we had another short match between Nyla Rose and Dana Jordan. Sit up, Powerbomb. Nyla Rose just keeps getting these Ws. Yep. Um, building her up as one of the dominant forces in the... Uh, Women's division. AEW's women division. Yep. And then my favorite part of Dynamite... This back and ...was the back and forth awesome. between Jericho and MJF. Now, did you notice that they did the same spot that they did with Jericho and Owens? Yeah. Where they both, instead of yelling, Roman Reigns, it's Cody Rose. Yep. And then they, they back up and hug. Yeah. I, my thing about this is, I love, I love
1: the, I love the teacher student dynamic in this, where MJF calls out Cody Rhodes and is like, you know, you told me you were gonna take me under your wing, and all you've done is hold me down since I've been here. This guy, Jericho, is a guy who can teach me all the ropes. Yeah. And this teacher student dynamic is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, will it build to an eventual MJF face turn in the future? Who I know. knows. I don't think so. I hope not. I hope not as well. MJF. It's such a pompous jerk that it works so well. Yeah, so but, so
0: well. But next was, uh as they were hugging, Cody Rain in to attack MJF, mm. where it didn't work because the debuting Wardlow, I know, came out and blindsided him. Pretty much joining forces with MJF now. Oh well,
1: yeah, he's going to be his bodyguard.
0: Yeah, and they've
1: been in the promos the last couple of weeks about the guy. You know, you see the vignettes and stuff. Yeah, and um, dude, that spot of having him over the ropes by his necktie. It's kind of like, Jesus, man. How many times are you going to hang somebody like that?
0: Yeah. Um, up next, we had a match between Pac and Paige. As we said, it's not a rubber match because they had the same exact match and it went the other way. 50-50. Yep, yep 50-50 booking. Pac, uh, Pac taps him out. If we're going to beat up WWE for
1: 50-50 booking, I'm going to beat up AEW for the exact same I agree. It's, it's, you can't be doing that. No. You need to decide which horse you're going to go with Yeah, and let them go. Let them go for the belt. Yeah. Even if you have to have a heel-heel dynamic with Jericho versus Pac, you need to do it. You can't have these guys. If wins and losses are so damn important in your company, then you can't allow someone like Paige who just scored a big win
0: to lose lose three days later. It's
1: it's stupid booking.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, Up next, we had a backstage brawl between the Bucks, Private Party, and LAX. And the best part of this... Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy, dude? He just stands there. I think it was uh, Ella, uh Santana threw uh, one of the bucks through the wall. Yeah, uh, through, through the, the, door. the door to the and bathroom. Just see him, he's just kind of and standing he's just there. sitting there, just chilling back, hands in his pockets, just standing there. And then he just Santan- the door. Santana's just looking him like, what? And then just closes the door. Nice and, and slow. Then and the just the buck just hits was, him right yeah. in the side of the head. Um, and this ended with a uh, Nick Jackson getting power bombed through the stage by Santana and Ortiz. How
1: many times is? How many times is? Uh, the Bucks can get powerbombed to the stage.
0: Um, I think at least twice a month. Yeah, it's like that's their quota. They have to get powerbombed to the stage twice a month. They have to destroy the stage in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, twice a month.
1: Now it's Nick Jackson who has the bad knee, right?
0: I believe so. He's the one who tore his ACL. Yeah, right? I
1: believe so. They love to use that as a spot in all their matches. Yeah, they love that spot. They love playing up his leg, and I like it too because it's good storytelling.
0: Specifically because they're known for using super kicks.
1: Yeah, I like I-, I like it, and uh. Um, they're going to continue to hark back to it yeah. in this feud. This feud's going to this feud's going to go for a very long time, I think. Yeah. And then
0: to end the show, we had SCU Ooh. retaining over Jericho and Guevara with a small package roll up. Oh, now, be it it was God. a pin on Jericho the champion, who lost his le mind. After,
1: he lost his mind after the match. He destroyed ringside, um, taking a steel chair and just smashing it against the ramp because he was so mad. But you have done nothing. Nothing to SCU since they've won these tag team championships.
0: Nope. How did they win it? They Roll up. Um, How did they retain? Roll up. No. No. They won via pinfall. They won via
1: pinfall, but again, it was in a triple threat match. Yeah. And well, no, technically their second retention, roll up. Yeah. So you've made the second best division in all of wrestling. Your tag team division is the second best division in all of wrestling. Yeah, and your champions
0: are only winning by roll up, and I'm trying to remember your number one division in all of wrestling right now is NXT.
1: No WWE women's, but specifically the NXT sits on top. Yeah. Okay. And how are those matches ending? <laughs> Let's see. Mia Yim's nose gets blown up. Um, Shanna Baszler basically chokes everybody out. Yeah. Um, Candace LeRae and Io Shirai basically kill each other. Um, Io Shirai's heel turn happens in a match in which Candace LeRae does a moonsault off the top of the cage to take out the horsewomen. And the only reason why, um, Baszler retains her title is because Shirai bludgeons her with the door in order to escape the coquina clutch that she's in. The, you know... Th- that is how you build your division. Like, just blood matches and yeah. feuds.
0: And you don't build your division with roll-ups. Roll-ups.
1: Tell me, tell me any NXT Women's Champion who has retained or won their title via a roll-up.
0: Honestly, I want to say Kyrie Sane did.
1: Nope. She hit it oh, with she, she she the insane, insane elbow. elbow.
0: That's right. No. Nobody. I don't think so. I think it's all been clean pins or submissions.
1: Correct. Your first tag team champions have... Two title defenses so far, and one of them's with the
0: surprise roll-up. Yeah,
1: SCU. No, they've
0: had they've had two defenses, and the one time they won, two two out of their three matches matches for the, for the belt have been roll-up wins. Okay, yeah, yeah. Two out of three is good in a lot of things, but it's not good in this situation. It's
1: a Hall of Fame. Well, it's more than a Hall of Fame batting average. It might be like the greatest. One out of three average. is a
0: Hall of Fame batting average. Yeah, exactly. Be real.
1: I know. Oh, maybe that's the way they're looking at it. One out of 3 of their matches are ending with a uh, non-roll up. So hey, they got go. a, they got a Hall of Fame batting average. Pete Rose would be jealous.
0: All right. So that pretty much finishes all Elite Wrestling Dynamite. I'm pretty sure you guys can tell that uh we definitely think that uh NXT won this week.
1: That's yeah. oh, that's yeah. a definite. Um
0: yeah. so that brings them up 5 to 3, 5 to 2, 5 to, five to 1. No. Oh no two. AEW, two won, yeah. AEW won the go home. Yeah, yeah. So, so five to two yeah. is what the uh the results of the Wednesday Night Wars are right now. Yeah. We got quite a bit of news, um, in my opinion. We already um,
1: touched on the Sinkara stuff, so we don't have to really go yes, back to that.
0: Um we have a return to former name of a wrestler. Yes. Mustafa Ali has his full name back. Yes, and that's a that's It's a, perfect. That's I'm a, so happy about that's it.
1: That's a Heyman and Levesque move.
0: One hundred percent. I love the name of stuff Ali. Yes, when I they do. just change it to Ali, I j- it just didn't fit. Yep. Um, Brock Lesnar Shoot. granted a wish. Well,
1: not just going gr- to make a wish. So he grants a lot of wishes, guys. Um, I actually brought this. Um, I sent this as a screenshot to um, Josh over here because I get a lot of crap for being a Lesnar Mark. I like Lesnar. I've always liked him. I liked him when he first debuted in the WWE. Um, I think he's probably the single most dominating force in any kind of combat sport that there is. He proved it by being the UFC heavyweight champion for as long as he was. Yeah. He went into a sport where he had almost no skill. And in his second match, he destroyed Frank Mir, who was a heavyweight champion. He won the belt, um, and he held his own in there. Um, I, but the thing <laughs> is, is he keeps this heel persona going 24-7. Yeah. And he did a uh, make a and wish. You want to know
0: what else? Brock Lesnar. You'll love this the minnesota viking
1: i know he was drafted drafted by the vikings and that's what he pursued when he left the wwe um but you know we always forget that these wrestlers are people um and he doesn't like to put a lot of his personal stuff out there but i guess the family that did this make a wish for their son took some photos of him having a good time with his kid and you know it it's cool and apparently he's done a lot of these but he just doesn't put it out there in social media Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's a little bit fourth wall breaking, but I don't mind it because, especially for someone like him who, get, who just gets such a, a bad reputation for being such a sour sport and a guy who only shows up for a paycheck, you know, he does a lot out there, guys. So that, that's why I'm bringing this out to everyone's attention.
0: Yeah. And now the last two bits of news um, one that's really, really cool. So I think I'll do that one first because we do have actually.
1: There's three bits of news because we actually forgot to put one down and we were talking about it off the air ACH.
0: Yes uh ach has asked for his or basically quit he quit full out because of that issue with the the shirt design they came out
1: with calling the wwe a bunch of racists and stuff and man he's getting a lot of heat for it um booker t called him out big time yeah booker t's not the type of guy who swears and stuff like that if you ever listen to a lot of his podcasts and stuff he's very clean the way we try to keep our podcast but man, he is mad at ACH. You know, yeah. he talks about how he came up in the business and how he dealt with racism in the business. And you know what he says? You keep the business side to the business side. You just continue to work. If you have a problem with somebody, you deal with it in the back. You don't put it out in the public, you don't put it out on social media. Yeah. ACH has kind of been really childish with this whole thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning the shirt. The shirt is definitely taken in the. W- definitely an insensitive shirt towards yeah. ACH. But at the same time, there's a way to present that insensitivity to your bosses. It's not throwing it up on Instagram and throwing it up on Twitter and throwing it up on Facebook and basically calling out your company as a bunch of racists. The WWE employs many, 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 many people from many, many different backgrounds. You know, sexual orientations, races, religions, it doesn't matter. You know, they just help venture into Saudi Arabia... To have a women's televised match. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So.
0: They had the first ever. African American. WWE champion this year. Yeah. With Kofi Kingston. Yeah. yeah. Who has been working for 11 years to do this.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just. It's one of these things where. You know. ACH is allowed to have his gripes. And you want to quit. Go ahead. Quit. You can go back on the indies. You'll, Jordan Miles will succeed. Because he was succeeding on the indies before. But. Just. Not the way to do it. Not no. not the way to do it.
0: Um, I think we're going to do uh, a little bit more of a sad piece of news um, first because we don't want to end this on a sad note. But uh, House of Glory wrestling star Matt Travis, who is an independent wrestler who has been wrestling for House of Glory for a bit, uh, tragically passed away in a uh, traffic accident on November 9th. Um, actually, one week ago uh, of uploading this. Yeah. Passed away tragically. Um, it's horrible to see anybody pass away. Oh, yeah. It's, and and it hits, it hits us hard because we are wrestling fans. Yeah. And I've, I've seen his work before through videos on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all that such. Um, and my thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends and all that such in, in the House of Glory yeah, uh, family. For
1: the, for the whole entire organization and yeah. everybody who knows him personally.
0: Yeah. So um, moving on from that, because uh, we don't want to end on a bummer.
1: No, we want to end on a huge
0: up. Huge signing by Fox. Fox. Not by WWE by Fox.
1: So Brian Cavallo, I don't know, we're going to call that, you out right here. I don't know if that's really going to work out on uh the whole Royal Rumble prediction.
0: Brian Cavallo posted this in our Facebook chat that the new the WWE Royal Rumble winner would be CM Punk. And then I feel it's going to be Brian versus Punk to end that match, so It could be. Um, CM Punk is now the newest member of WWE backstage. Awesome. Now the way Renee Young introduced him and says that we like surprises too, and then surprised everybody. But the best part was Paige's reaction. Yeah, Paige lost her mind. She
1: didn't. Nobody knew.
0: No, nobody, nobody knew. knew. No. Only Renee did.
1: Only Renee did, and she's been lying about it for weeks. If you listen to any of the backstage yeah. stuff, like the behind the scenes backstage stuff, like she's being, known about it for weeks. Yeah. She knew she knew what was going on, and it, and it's great because this is he turned down more money from AEW to go yeah, to did. Fox,
0: and now I think this is going to give us a legit look at wrestling. Now we're not going to have these WWE breeded talents. We're going to have someone who's had issues with the E in the past, and he's going to speak his mind. He's going to speak the truth. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I think WWE backstage. I don't think this is a Love move. I think this could be a Vince move. No, this is a Fox move.
1: This is a Fox move, and on top of this being a Fox move, he's a Heyman guy.
0: That's true. This could be a Heyman thing. This could be setting up for the war between Heyman and Levesque, which is kind of what's going on between main roster and NXT right now.
1: Exactly. Well, timeout, according to Maso Champa and according to me, it's... Main, main roster, roster versus Ron Smackdown. And Ron
0: SmackDown. So, you know, that's how that one works. Heyman's main roster against Levesque's main roster. Correct.
1: And um this is gonna be uber interesting because a couple of years ago when uh Daniel Bryan was out with his uh With his concussion problems and stuff like that. Everyone was talking about his dream matches. Him versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Him versus AJ Styles. Him versus Daniel Bryan. Him versus Kevin Owens. These matches we never got the chance to see in the E. We may have seen them independently, but never in the E. Dude. The greatest trilogy in all of wrestling history is in ROH, and it's Samoa Joe versus CM Punk.
0: Yeah. Greatest trilogy ever. And there was a behind-the-scenes segment post Announcement of CM Punk joining. Yes, with where Samoa Joe Joe's was like, kind of like I know this guy better than anybody else. Yeah, and yeah, I have my opinion about this guy. You'll just have to wait to find out. Exactly, and it's
1: going to be so much fun. The, the dream matches now you can have with 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 CM Punk. Yeah, you can have a true CM Punk and jo- Samoa Joe in the E. CM Punk versus Finn Balor in the E. AJ Styles versus CM Punk. I don't. The the list is just Adam Cole versus CM Adam Punk. Cole
0: CM Punk. CM Punk Tommaso versus Champa. CM Punk versus Gargano. Yeah. CM Punk versus Riddle. Yep. CM Punk versus Lee. Yep. CM Punk versus Lesna. That's happened before. I
1: know, but you could actually get like a real good build out of this, not the way that they built it last time. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: But I think that's gonna end this episode of the doink. Yep. Um thank you all so much for listening. Um of course we do have a social media. Like it share. It is and linked subscribe. down in the description. Uh like, share, subscribe. Uh follow us on all our social medias for news, updates, and highlights. And continue to post and comment. Yeah. And we'll continue to keep hit you hearing guys us up. and uh I think we got two words for you. Doink's out. Doink's out.